Welcome to the Lodge. You've accessed the LodgeCast experience. Warning, warning. Dangerous spoilers ahead. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to another edition of Lockdown Hot Takes. I'm Elijah Best. With me as always is Brother Bishki. What's up? And Brother Lucas. Yo, yo. Just us three tonight. We are covering the Netflix docu... I don't know what you call this. Docudrama. Docudrama. The Social Dilemma. And I feel like there's already been a lot of media about this movie just because it is so of the now, it's all about our addiction to our devices. As we sit here talking into a device while oh, looking into a man, device, surrounded by head, devices. Headphones on, yeah, I'm like literally plugged in. <laughs> Completely checked in. <laughs> this movie begins with a quote from Sophocles. Nothing vast enters the life of mortals without a curse. <laughs> And the first thing I thought of after I read that was, all right, we could just stop there. I get it. I fucking get it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's kind of the be all end all. It's like, yeah, a big wrecking ball hit our psyche and our entire globe with this crippling tech addiction. And it's a blessing. Yeah. But. It's ultimately a curse. And that's the whole thesis. And that's that kind of wraps it up. So what did you guys think when you read that quote coming right out of the gate? It at home. Yeah. You know, I've been on the Internet yeah. 15 years. I mean, I've been on the Internet longer than that, but I've been working on the Internet for 15 years. And I've seen this arc of tragedy and it's, you know, and uh, it's not beautiful. I mean, Wikipedia was like, I was like, wow, this is amazing. Can you imagine user generated content? This is going to be great. Yeah. It was like 2005. Yeah. Then the problems that are laid out in this doc uh, are. Uh, yeah. Uh, with I, us. I feel like by the time I saw this doc, I had already become very sober and like aware of how dangerous the internet and social media has become after the 2016 election. You know, I absolutely I became woke, yeah. as they say, in 2017, you know, during the Charlottesville protests and Heather Heyer getting murdered by these alt-right MAGA trolls. It was like, oh, man, I didn't realize, you know, Facebook where it was bringing a lot of these hate groups together and like mobilizing them. And so it's, it's just going from the chat room into the uh, courtyard or whatever. It's, it's, it's physically manifesting itself in, in various ways. So I, I didn't feel like that quote or, or that opened the, the dock or anything was too shocking. It was kind of like, yeah, on point, like it definitely hit home. Right. And you see all of the, standard talking heads that happen in this documentary where it's it's all these former emphasis on former top development people from all these different tech companies and they all look like they've witnessed several gruesome murders they've absorbed the past they're horrified by the present and they are fucking dead terrified of the future yeah and 
this is the kind of stuff that I know we think about all the time. I definitely talk about it all the time, especially if you get a little herbal uh, remedies in my system. I will go for hours about it. So that's why I feel like this movie is basically just a primer for someone who hasn't thought about it or has thought about it very little, who just totally gives themselves to their phone and doesn't even do that little step of critical thinking like we do while we fully give ourselves to our phone. (laughs) So, and the fact that it's also on Netflix shows that this is, you know, they're trying to hit the widest margin of people possible. And that's what brings us to perhaps what this movie is most infamous for. I think I can say infamous at this point because there are heavily produced reenactments that run throughout this movie, a a narrative, if you will, that follows the projected course of what this addiction leads to. Yeah. And it's got to be a point of controversy, especially in this group. And I want to know what you guys, did you guys know about these beforehand? What did you, what did you think when it hit? No, I, I didn't know anything about it beforehand, but I thought it was kind of like, like an old high school, uh, educational, like video almost like there was (laughs) a PSA. Yeah. 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 There was something very pedestrian and kind of pandering about it where it's like, Oh, this. what about a student feature? Yeah. Is there a student feature whiff to it? Yeah. You can say that you can say those, those segments are student feature certified. (laughs) Ooh. Student feature certified. I mean, initially I was very worried when those came out. I remember Justin, brother Justin saying something in, in the in a, in a chat about he'd like the doc, but these docudrama sequences would work. He were yeah. not, he was, you know, didn't, didn't go well with them. I, th- but then I thought about, you know, cause I've, I've seen and thought about this stuff forever and seen docs that are on this subject matter, but I'm like, when you want to sit your teen down with the number one movie on Netflix, which yes. I think this was for a while, and show him, hey, sure. hey, hey, teen, hey, preteen, this is what's going on, yep. and and you need to be a little worried about what what you you know spending six to eight hours on your phone every day, and uh, <laughs> and so I think in the end, you know, as a method of you know, as Lucas said, kind of a after school special or whatever you want to call, uh, you know, like a, like this is. This is the lessons we want to teach. I think they'll be kind of effective for that. It had me laughing a number of times. Like, <laughs> yeah, the, well, that's always a good the, thing. The Vincent Carthizer actor playing multiple roles as like the manifestation Oompa Loompa of like the social media apps. That's like let's give him a poke, you know, like let's you know, it's like they're like in a war room, like situation room. They like, visually represent humans literally controlling this teen boy's mind with his device. His credit was he was three. He played three people. It was advertising AI, engagement AI, and growth AI. Personified. (laughs) Personified. So that, that in itself is like, feels student feature to me. It's like a student filmmaker would be like, yep, fucking nailed it. That is so clever. But... It's basically just if if you remember the program Herman's Head from the nineties. I do. <laughs> yes, I know. Herman's Herman's head. Yeah. That was great. That was a great show. Controlled by different aspects of his personality, represented by humans. 
And it's it's basically that. And it interrupts these talking heads, these titans of of the new social media industry. And it took me out of it every time because it's very obvious that, oh, now we're in the, the movie section of this. But is that necessary to keep a teen hooked? Like, how do you keep a teen hooked like uh, on just talking heads alone? Uh, I, 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 it might have been necessary. Yeah. So any misgivings that we have have to be, you know, offered up to the greater good of, you know, getting this PSA in front of the right eyes. I guess. Uh, yeah. I thought the actors were pretty good. The girl, I was like, who is that? Who is that? Who's that? Finally looked, and she was the girl in Moonrise Kingdom. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Ouch. But the girl, the other young girl who's like looking at social media um, at a yeah. certain point, and someone calls her elephant ears, and then um, <laughs> <laughs> and then she, start, she starts crying in a mirror. Like, that's like going to be effective for a preteen, like, I think, in terms of being like, Maybe I shouldn't take this stuff so seriously and get depressed over it. Like, I don't know. Right. Well, the talking head section of it, it was giving some good information. Like it's talking about how these devices control our, our dopamine and gives us hits so that we're hooked. We keep coming back. But again, it's so basic that I would lapse into just entire sections of, you know, who the fuck isn't already fully aware of this, <laughs> you know? You know, there's no class on any of this on like media ecology or whatever you want to call it. There's no class in any school except for maybe college if you want to like really dive deep into your curriculum or something if you're like in media studies. But for kids and for teenagers and high schoolers, there's no class for this. This is the only way you're going to learn about it. Part of that reason is we, like Lucas mentioned, you know, we've seen an arc the arc's still, still moving, still moving up. Like we, we haven't even seen close to the end of this. We don't no. know what the end game is of this. We no. don't know if we are just going to be all in like VR matrix silos, <laughs> you know, warehouse together. And my que my question to you guys is, how many years from now will it be that we treat like exposure to this social media kind of like we learned how to treat toxic waste in the 20th century? Like limiting your exposure because we know it fucks you up, but we know, you know, you can be around it a little bit. Like when when is it finally going to sink in that we need to limit ourselves on this front? Or do you think... The Matrix is just going to consume us all, and that's it's fucking over. Already. I think it's going to consume think? us all. I mean, <laughs> me too. <laughs> We're fucked. <laughs> yeah, it's like the genie's out of the bottle. I thought that the, you is. know the part that's the most was the most convincing, and is the you know the biggest argument. I mean, you can you can knock the advertising model that these companies have, and you can you know get pissed about the addiction stuff, but the the polarization stuff and when the kid goes down into oh, his uh, yeah. filter bubble stuff. I, mem I remember hearing about filter bubbles in the early 2010s and being like, eh, I, I listened to a diverse can you, can you set explain, of- Can you explain what that is? Yeah, yeah. It's the silo of information that, that Facebook and YouTube and Twitter will take you down. 
basically like the recommendations that they'll send you down. So it's like when you go to a Wikipedia page, I thought one of the best you know sections in it was Jaron Lanier, who's who's been a critic of these companies for a long time. Was like he's when you great. Go to Wiki, when you go to Wikipedia, you see everybody in the world sees the same thing. When you go to YouTube or Google or Facebook, you know, and you search something, you know. Depending on who you are, where you are, who your friends are, all the data points they have on you, everybody gets a different set of facts. And and that they say it's like two point seven billion Truman shows. Everybody's yes. in their own yeah. bubble. Yeah. And that's a totally legitimate argument. Like the internet is catered to everyone to keep their attention as long as possible. And and, and now it's it's completely cl- crystal clear how we ended up where we are right now because the only way to look at our division in this country right now is that we live in different realities. Yeah. People just exist in their own filter bubbles, which creates their reality. And we talk to each other less and less. So that's where we are. And the social media is driving the fucking ship. Conspiracy theories are just going wild. I mean, Pizzagate is is invoked. <laughs> Man, like a quarter people deny the Holocaust ever happened. It's crazy. Flat earthers. I mean, anti-vaxxers. Things that should never have been like a problem are now like a problem because yeah, people get that brainwash feedback loop. I do think the battle's already over. Like fake news is the Pandora's box that cannot be shut again, mm-hmm. and. Now we just have to see how bumpy the ride is. <laughs> how bumpy the ride is on the way out. And my selfish takeaway from this whole endeavor was just thank God I wasn't born into a world with social media. Like I can't even fathom, I can't fathom being born into it. Like to be born right into the addiction, to just even imagine not knowing the before times. And not being able to be wistful yeah. about how simple everything was, you know, like I need that. <laughs> if you take that away from me, like I am, I am unmoored. So yeah, I, I can't even imagine what teens today. Yeah, their brains aren't even developed, and they're just like getting bombarded with this. It's just like there's no way they can handle it. We we have a hard enough time, like you know, as adults. Yeah, exactly. The other dark thing about the the doc is just like how computer. Scientists and data scientists are uh, taking technology and, you know, just uh, capitalizing on it in the most like ruthless way where if you're a computer scientist and you don't have like really strong morals or ethics, it's like, oh, Cambridge Analytica, like you want us to help you. Yeah. Like target certain people for the election ads or whatever so we can win it. Like, I mean, it has like real world consequences. And and it was just kind of like staggering to me that people, you know, you would never even look twice at or like think of to be that important or absolutely like crucial to your survival and like democracy. It's crazy. And the dramatic scenes show this kid getting sucked in by conspiracy theories. His relationships fall apart. And he (laughs) has this fake political affiliation called the Extreme Center, which I thought that was pretty funny because they, you know. Try not to be partisan. Yeah. And in the end, all the talking heads, all these people who, when you first see them, you're like, holy shit, they've been shook. They know things. They start talking about inevitable civil war. 
global environmental and political chaos, the end of humanity in about 20 years, if we continue on this trajectory and we don't do anything. And we all fucking know nobody's doing anything. Even us who are talking about this, we're always thinking about this, we're always worried about this. We're going to fall asleep with our phones tonight. We're <laughs> fucked. <laughs> so what do we do? We got to talk about solutions, LodgeCast. We got to come up with the solution what right here do? now. What do we do? Right gotta, here we gotta, now. We got to start the M. Night Shyamalan Foundation where we can like live in a village, you know, like off, <laughs> off the base, you know, where it's Luddite, you know, society. <laughs> Where everyone grows their own food oh, and we sew our own simpler clothes. Simpler times. And we tell our own shadow puppet stories. Yes, and please. Government regulation. Like, that's not going to happen. Right. Because these, you get to these. There's like, too much money. You get to, Well, you get to these tech hearings and they don't even know what, they don't understand what these companies are <laughs> no. doing. Like, they don't understand how their no. phones work, these politicians. <laughs> so it's like. They don't understand how to email. No, or if so you're John like, Podesta, you don't understand how not to click on something you're not supposed to click on anyway. <laughs> or you're like tweeting your you're tweeting your password instead of like you know entering <laughs> it. Yeah, and the tech companies, there's just too much money to be made. I mean, these guys just print money. Um, they print they it. So that you know, the less employees, the better. Like they're just like, yeah, let's just let the let the AI run and just count the cash and. You know, I mean, so how do I fix it, Bishki? So it's up to the individuals to educate themselves by watching this documentary. Nope, not gonna happen. Uh, not gonna happen. Hold on, you come can on. never leave it up to the individuals. All right, and come the, on, love and, and light. The, All right, and the individuals to to selectively delete Facebook, Twitter, <laughs> Instagram, and uh, Snapchat, YouTube, Google off their phones, TikTok, TikTok as well. Man, um, I got I got TikTok videos teaching me about my democracy and like you know what <laughs> yeah. I should or should not do during you know martial law declaration well Bishki, I think that's a great plan. I think uh, I think it's really got a shot. So in that interest of love and light, let's go to them social dilemma bones. All right, uh, we'll we'll do a love and light bishki sandwich because I'm sure Lucas knows we're fucked. Lucas, what do you think about this? Yeah, and again, it's like we're we're talking about the what the movie's saying, but we're not really talking about the movie. I, I don't know. This one's a weird one to give bones, but set set the table. I was in college when a little thing called Friendster was invented, <laughs> and my uh, roommate Tyler Larson from Tucson who lived with me, um, he was telling me about it. Shout out to Tyler. What's up? And it was like the Socrates cave parable or whatever. Like when he was explaining it to me. Plato. Like, thank you. I, I didn't understand what he was saying. I was like, what are you talking about, Friendster? Like, why the fuck would I want to have friends <laughs> on a computer when I like have friends in real life? Like that doesn't track. Like it just does not track. Like pen pals are for people in prison uh not for me in college <laughs> and so i i refused i refused to sign up um and then myspace came along nice. and i refused to sign up for that because you weren't on myspace no because i'll tell you what happened so Whoa. in 04 when myspace was banging i moved back to Take los us back. moved back to los angeles and 
a friend of mine from high school was telling me about it and he was just a total sociopath and was like meeting random women on MySpace, like friending them, chatting them, meeting them, like I guess having sex with them. And and like right before my very eyes, like he, like Chris Hansen to catch a predator, like he showed me how to do it. He's like, this is how you do it, just watch. And within five minutes, he went from like not knowing some random stranger to like, infiltrating their life by just looking at their page. And I was so put off and perturbed by what I saw in that, and that experiment, that social experiment. I was like, I'm never fucking getting on this. This is a nightmare. No, thanks. You clutched your pearls. But my point being is like, I just feel, yeah, like social media only causes like more anxiety and stress and like, you know, I got to keep course. up with everything and I can't like everything. And like, I can't, view the content the way I want to view it. It's like the algorithm is, is forcing me to see things. So some things I never see and then other things I see too much of. And it's just like, it's never Goldilocks. Like it's always just a fucking shit show. Um, sure. <laughs> I'm rambling here. I'm sorry. Uh, I give it one bone because I, I just thought like, tell me something I don't know. Like you said, like, mm. I'm so like, if this came out four years ago, like right after Trump got elected, I'd be like, Oh shit. Like, of course, but right. like 2016, yeah. 2017, 2018, 2019, I'm like, Oh shit. I totally got what happened. And then like 2020, you're like, let me tell you what happened. And it's like, yeah, I know, man. Like <laughs> I, you don't need to have Vincent Carthizer like show me how he like engages me to like log in and check my notifications or whatever because that's the other thing I, I i do have social media now today obviously but i turn off all my notifications because i'm so like nice. add like yeah if i got real-time notifications like i would never function like i would literally not be able to function that's what all the talking heads in the movie say they say turn off your notifications yeah they're all very clear on that there's a montage of no notifications, turn it off. So that's something you can do now while you're listening to this. Turn off your damn notifications, kids. <laughs> that's one one bone from Lucas, uh, Brother Bishke. I'm very curious to see what you're going to say about this. I think it's important, you know, especially for the young kids. I'm, I mean, I'm just thinking, I'm trying to see through their eyes, you know. They need to, you know, I mean, it's always fun to like, get new information to like say, oh, I'm kind of trying to get out of the matrix and, and, uh, you right. know, and especially as a kid, like, oh, look at that evil guy trying to manipulate me with his algorithms. And I think the docudrama element, while, you know, it provided some laughs for me would, will be effective for the, the preteens and the teens. So looking through their eyes yeah. and, and, and there's some good, uh, talking heads that I've admired for a while on here. And uh, Tristan Harris, our our leader, is is a, is a solid voice for many of the problems. Um, you know, I think it's, he's working hard to turn back the tides. Yeah, futile yeah. as it may be. Yeah, you know, as a doc, you know, it's not. Um, you know, there's many other ones along these lines. Uh, there's a front line called the the Facebook dilemma that I would even recommend more. Oh yeah, which, which really digs yeah. into Facebook, um, but. Uh, yeah, the docudrama stuff um, was a little, a little rusty, but I'll give it two and a half bones. I recommend uh, sit, sitting your family down and, and, and having a, a discussion, <laughs> have a family meeting in person, face-to-face. -face. Yeah, have a dialogue. Block the phones That's away right. and have a dialogue. FaceTime to FaceTime. FaceTime to FaceTime each other and, uh, <laughs> and talk about this because 
this could be game over for democracy in America and worldwide. So do, do, you, yeah. do your best to talk about it. That's right. 2.5 from Bishke. I'm right there with you, man. And I was all over the place on the bone scale with this. I was like, you know, it was different stages of grief. I'm like, what are these reenactments? Because I hate reenactments in documentaries usually. Yeah. Like, I need them to be very very abstract like you don't even see faces if you're trying to tell a <laughs> historical story and i know what the person really looks like obscure the face in the reenactments just show like a blurry hand grabbing some keys and getting in a car give me a flavor of what the story you're trying to tell but don't do a lavishly produced reenactment like this movie does like like dinesh would do Exactly, like Dinesh would do. <laughs> but as I went on, and like you said, you try to see it through the teen's eyes, you try to see it through the kid's eyes, and it's almost like we're judging a family film here, where we're like, you know, some of the jokes were a little too juvenile for us. Well, yeah, but who's this movie for, you know? This movie is for the front lines of the people that are getting their brains baked right now. So as a viewer for me... I would probably say like 1.5 or 2 just because it was so basic. But the fact that this has the opportunity to at least ping a little bit of critical thinking in a few people out of the millions and millions of people that watch us on Netflix, if it pings just a few, that's great. So 2.5 for me, bringing it up. Bring it! Just because of the potential good this movie can do to just get people to start thinking, you know, where they might not even know that there's potentially a problem. Yeah. I mean, the, where, the filmmaker, he said he said he wanted to be kind of like inconvenient truth. Like, he wanted to be that big of like yep. a cultural moment. And and hopefully it will kind of be that. Hopefully. We'll see. It could be. I, I, I support it. I support what they're doing. And, I mean, God help us all. <laughs> <laughs> Love and light. I want. I want to like focus on Bishke's, you know, belief that people can really, the individual can really turn the tide on this. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Put your phones down. Get get out. Get out there. Get on up before you log off. Hit yeah. us up on those Instagram comments. <laughs> yeah, hit us up on Instagram. Smash that subscribe button. Smash it. Follow us on YouTube. <laughs> Wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And this movie even ends with a with a with a title card that's like follow us on social media and then it's like just kidding. So <laughs> <laughs> they know. They know. Oh god, do they know. Well, love and light y'all. Love and light, fam. Love and light. Hey!